adults only, explicit content, bad language, controversial topics, Ian hates music. Warning. And welcome everyone to the very first episode of Ian Hates the Scene. It is a combination show between Ian Hates Music and Ian's Untitled Scene Show. And I don't know how this is going to work. It was just something that I thought about doing. And then luckily, I have returning co-hosts of the show, Dave. Dave, man, please introduce yourself. Oh, I'm back. He is back. back. Yeah, and I am more opinionated than ever. So fuck yeah, I'm ready. That's exactly what we need, Dave. I need some fucking opinions. Yep, to argue with. Yes, Yes. your opinion, my opinion. (laughs) Well, I I got a feeling this is going to be a good one. So for anyone that doesn't know, you know the other shows that we've done in the past. What's actually really funny is I would say, Dave, that you are the person who might have even stronger opinions than I do. Yeah, I mean, usually we agree too, so it's not. We tend it, to. It's pretty much us just completely dumping on something at once. I think so, you're just meaner than me, though. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm a lot nicer. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're doing kind of the combination of the two shows, so you're going to end up getting the multiple personalities that I have. So the fun part will be people trying to decide: is this Ian hates talking or is this Ian seen? And most likely it'll go by how bad the jokes are or how much I'm going <laughs> against a band or how much I'm talking about how much I love a band. Whatever it happens to be, yep. you can make the decision. And it's going to be a fun, fun night of that. So we have a lot to go over. But Dave, I do want to welcome you back. And I also want to ask, how has life been for you? It's been it's been different. Um, it's been. Obviously, two babies. <laughs> So, Two babies, jeez. I mean, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of kind of getting to a rhythm now. I know when I can do these podcasts. I know when I can have some me time. So yeah, that's getting a little bit better. Uh, I would really like to do these shows more often. I think we always talk about this when we do a special, but yeah. I am really hoping that you and I can work something out because I see all these fucking losers online trying to pretend. Like they know anything about this scene or anything about this music. Plus, let's not even forget, there now everyone has a podcast. Like yeah. literally everybody. Plus, every band now has a podcast too. So I'm still doing, you know, Ian's Untitled Scene Show, but it's so weird now. It's harder to get guests because why would they try and go on my schedule when they can just talk by themselves? Yeah, they can just create their own. And already have 10,000 followers, so they're yeah, all set. But I will tell you, as I'm sure you are very, very aware, a lot of them are very, very bad. 97% of them are fucking awful. Yeah, I think the problem really is they're, they're kind of 
you can only talk about yourself so much before I'm like, yeah, <laughs> even if I enjoy the band or the musician, I eventually get kind of, kind of burnt out. So, yeah. And then they're not used to talking. They don't understand this medium. Like, sure. They know music. Like, that's why we love what they do. But yeah. to actually hold a conversation and know how things work and give a, a, you know, back and forth and whatnot, they're not ready for that kind of shit. I feel like they can't, they're limited on what they can say as far as maybe I shouldn't shit on this band too, because yes. maybe someday I'll have to be on tour with them. So I think they kind of patty cake around the, 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 the hard conversations. So That is very true. That is very true. Now, before we go, because I actually almost segued off of something you just said, but I do want to check in because obviously I took that on a tangent. So you've got the two babies. How many total children is that for you again? Uh, it's five children, man. <laughs> that is five children, yourself, your lovely wife, and that makes seven. So like I said, yeah. when is this dual vocalist metalcore band going to happen? Finally. Finally, we need it to happen. <laughs> It's getting there. It really is. You sound the beaten. You sound beaten. Is, oh, yeah. I'm, beat, I'm beaten down, man. Been a long weekend. Fantastic. Um, two-year-old can definitely do the uncleans. She's pretty good. Nice. Nice. Now, serious, serious question. Have you actually yep. gotten any of your kids into any musical instruments or singing or screaming or anything? There is a new drum set behind Holy me which shit. i love yeah of all instruments i want in the house that's <laughs> that's definitely that's the one right yeah it's right oh, behind me so. that's fantastic i i honestly you're gonna lose your fucking mind there's gonna be no more dave left oh i know i i'll, I'll be wasted away all right well Let's let's do the segue. I, I do honestly hope you do do that, though. Like, I really do hope <laughs> your whole family learns musical instruments because that would just be so awesome. But let's segue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's segue from what you're talking about. And by the way, for people that have listened to the show before, just to let everyone know, this is the first time Dave and I have done this one through Discord. So we're actually not looking at each other right now. So there'll probably be a little bit of a difference of when someone knows when to talk and when not yeah. to. But we'll we'll make it through. This is just for fun anyways. I mean, we're doing this on a day we didn't normally record on. And we really just planned this on the fly. But we do have a ton of stuff to talk to. So one of the things I wanted to talk about right away was, Dave, that segue that you almost made there where you're talking about, you know, when touring was going to start up again, I did want to yep. talk about streaming live shows. That is the big thing right now. Oh, and just to <laughs> let everyone know, I'm not going to do segue like drops and all that kind of shit because this yep. is just, you know, for fun right now. So we're going into scene news basically, and we're going to talk about streaming live shows. So there have been a bunch recently. There are going to be a bunch more in the month of August. So now, which ones? Because I think you've seen one, but did you see any others? Um, I've watched like the, the day or two after they've been uploaded, I've watched them, but I, as far as being in live, I only watched the dance Gavin dance one. Okay. Well, what were the other ones that you watched even not live? Uh, Sliverstein. Uh, <laughs> there was, there's two others. Oh, damn. Was it Black Veil Brides? No, it definitely wasn't Black Veil Brides. <laughs> definitely was not. Yeah, but those those two are like the standouts as far as what I could 
really go on a tangent about. Um. Right. <laughs> well, I think I think the big thing to note, and I'll, I'll talk because oh, I've Andrew done Shikari. Andrew Shikari. Oh, yep. you did Andrew Shikari. I didn't even and know Don about Broco, that. One. Yep. Wow. Oh, oh, okay. So you're not doing so. Uh, that's my apology. I meant more which ones you paid for to watch. Oh, so, okay. No, Dance Gavin Danson. Okay. All right. Yep. Gotcha. So th- this is like the big production, not the Zoom call kind of or whatever they use yeah. to do it. Okay. So let's talk about Dance Gavin Danson because I really do think that this worked, at least in my opinion, this production laden, you know, live streaming really does work and i actually very much enjoyed it so why don't you tell me because dance gavin dance you are a huge fan is that your number one band right now Ooh, i'm stuck in that question all the time with nikki uh (laughs) top three every time top Top three three every okay all right so you were looking forward to this what were your impressions of just the overall experience of seeing a live stream because obviously you and i go to a lot of shows except when COVID happened, we had to cancel all of our upcoming, you know, tours that we had. So what was it like for you to see this, you know, that live streaming event? Um, it was, I mean, we all gathered in the living room, made sure we turn the lights off, make it feel pretty real, you know, <laughs> but, sure. uh, no, it's pretty cool. I mean, the kids got to sit and watch it too, which is felt kind of weird because they don't even know what to expect. Um, but if it, it was well put together, yeah, I mean, I would definitely pay for another one if they did another. Um, I know there's some complaints on it. Uh, I don't have any complaints because uh, after Burner, really, I didn't not holding really high on my uh, DGD album list. Ah, um, okay. And many others wanted more from that album, and uh, I don't know. I I was happy with it. Um, I still had to hear We Own the Night. I hate that song. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I was very satisfied. Yeah, man, I, I get that. I guess what I wish that more bands did, and you know, we will talk about Black Veil Brides because I, I can talk to that. But <laughs> the the thing about it was I kind of wanted something different. So yeah. as an experience, it was cool to be able just to watch them do the show and not have to worry about all the shitty things that go on at a live show, obviously. Yeah. You could be in the comfort of your own home. You know, I've got beer where I'm not paying, you know, eight bucks a beer and I'm sitting on my nice comfortable couch and I don't have some sweaty asshole jumping around. People don't have their phones, you know, in front the entire time. Yeah. And, yep. you know, you're not dealing with tone deaf people try and scream the lyrics that they oh, don't even know you know back i still had that but. oh yes that's right you would <laughs> that is true well how was how was getting drunk with your family <laughs> <laughs> it was it was expensive yes i would imagine so all those all those mouths to feed it's crazy i know right so anyway i mean it was it was interesting what i would have liked you know for me anyways i liked afterburner i don't yeah. I don't think it goes above artificial selection for no, me. No. That would be my my thing. But it would be pretty cool to have seen them do Afterburner front to back. Or, yeah. you know, or later on maybe do artificial selection front to back. Yep. Something different that they wouldn't be able to tour on necessarily, but be able to do something like that. Yeah. And, you know, I think so, since they have so much music, some of it, so much of it gets lost. Like, yeah. It'll never be played. I'm sure they just they don't they don't they have to relearn most of it, you know, because they never played it. Um, Very true. 
this was a chance to really do an entire album front to back. You have time to learn it. Um, that it would have been cool for a front to back album, but uh, we didn't get that. I doubt we ever will because this would have been the only moment that could have happened. <laughs> well, do you not think? I mean, I guess what I would say was, if they made enough money. Now I don't know how much they made off of off of that, but if they made enough enough money and they can't go out and tour, at least I would assume through 2020, at least they're not going to be out touring. So why not get together and do this again if they're going to make money? And then why not do something like at least Artificial Selection or Afterburner because those songs would be more fresh for them. Why not go ahead and do that? Yeah, and you know, I think they could easily do a fan voting of the uh, actual playlist, Yeah, the set list. Um, and I think they would be surprised by what wins that as well, because most dance Gavin dance fans, I think are wanting the deep cuts at this point. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be, and they always set that up before each tour. Like, Hey, choose our, choose our set list. And I always, I always fill it out. And, <laughs> but I don't think they really look at that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Because well, now would be the time. I, I always hear "We Own the Night," and I, I think I'm done. I'm done with it. Yeah, you despise you despise that song. I do. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything that I truly despise from them. I I don't know. I could be wrong. I I just <laughs> nothing's coming to mind as something that I truly despise. Shelf life. That's a bad one on artificial selection. You can skip over that one too. True. Yeah, I'll give that to you. I don't know if I despise it. It's just it's there. You know, yeah, <laughs> but anyways, so let's go to a band that did do front to back, and that's a band that I love that Dave hates, and that's Black Veil Brides. So now I know you didn't see this one, but this was the one no. I saw after Dance Gavin Dance, and they did uh-huh. reset, they did restitch these wounds, and that was the re recording that they had done before. So, and it just mm-hmm. come out that week. So they they redid their entire first album, and I thought they did a good job with it. I think they did it Whiskey A Go-Go, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I think you have to obviously yeah. be a Black Veil Brides fan to enjoy what they do. They didn't have a lot of production to it itself. You know, they, they cut around the way they had to. But come on, man. Andy Biersack is a constant professional, and holy shit, is he hot no matter what. <laughs> oh, I know. I've seen one plenty of magazines. COVID be damned, that guy. He's so close <laughs> to a woman. He is so yeah. close to looking like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope people understand the humor of the show. Anyways, <laughs> I I am a fan. I will never pass up an opportunity to see knives and pens. So to hear the new version and to see them do it, it's just kind of cool. It also had that kind of American Satan tie-in with Whiskey A Go-Go, so I liked making jokes about that. And it was just fun. I know you hate them. I think the last time you were on the show, we were doing Scene Badness, and I think you and Jackson were trying to get Black Veil Brides to the end of the tournament. Oh, we were pushing it, weren't we? Oh, and still, I came out on top. Still. <laughs> but yeah, and by the uh, way, a lot of people tried to redo that show and failed miserably. Uh, they could not they could not do that. But anyway. That episode was a bloodbath. Oh, it was so much fun. It was so, <laughs> so much fun. I can't wait to do it next year. I think that's something we have to do every single year. 
because yep. it's just so much fun. So anyways, yep. if we're doing it year to year, let's just take like the shit albums, you know, of the past year. Actually. Just- yeah. Yeah, we could Roast definitely him. do that. Yeah, and to be quite honest, I haven't heard a lot of terrible albums this year, but I have one that we'll talk about later. So, oh we'll, boy. yeah, we'll we'll hold off on that. So, I did enjoy seeing Black Veil Brides. Once again, it was kind of similar to Dance Gavin Dance, uh the way they had it kind of set up. Made they had more cuts and it felt more intimate with Whiskey a Go-Go compared to where Dance Gavin Dance were. But then the next one I want to talk about, and I don't think you did any of these, but Under Oath, holy fuck, man. They put a lot of time and effort, and they did every single one of their albums, you know, except for the EPs. They did everything on separate nights and really made a huge event, you know, out of it. Yeah, that, that, I wanted to tune into that. I was pretty, I was busy those nights, but um, I... I don't know. I'm not a diehard Under Earth guy like yourself. Sure. Um, I mean, I'm obviously very familiar with each album, but I don't ever gone out of my way to go see them or anything like that. And I know you, you spent a lot of money on that terrible album recently, <laughs> the last couple of years ago. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it was like, well, when they when with ah, what what track was it that they released? On my teeth. Yes, and on my teeth was not a bad song. So when great yeah, so when Under Oath comes out, they come out of the blue, and you know they're counting down. You're like, what the fuck is happening? Are they back together? Blah blah. They get back together. They put out this track. You're like, holy shit, Under Oath is back. Let me spend a hundred and twenty dollars yep. or whatever on the biggest yep. merch bundle they could possibly have. <laughs> and then you hear the rest of the album. And you're like, well, fucking shoot me, because that was fucking <laughs> awful. <laughs> Dude, the second single was like, was it the rap rapture? Oh I don't, I don't my know. god! But it, and that's when I said, "Oh shit, we might have a problem." Um, yep. let's only pre-order the vinyl. That's it. <laughs> there you go. And you still did that though, so oh, that yeah. was that was enough. And yeah, I, I gave I am away stu- that vinyl. There you go. And I am stuck with a whole bunch of merch that is just laying around doing nothing. And but I will say, when they did the tour. I did also pay the money for VIP because I wanted to meet the guys and talk to them. And that was actually a very good, you know, VIP experience that they did. Yeah. And their their tour, their set list was great because they only played like a couple songs from the new album. So what what the yeah. fuck does it matter? This one was yeah. cooler because they definitely didn't play anything from that album. There was not an erase me <laughs> event for this. <laughs> oh. But God. What I did was because they also did special merch for the you know each night and everything. I did only one though because I needed to save some money. You know, obviously we're in COVID times, so I did. They're only chasing safety, and I did that. Mm-hmm. You know, that bundle or whatever. But holy shit, man! They did it such a great way. They had a. It was a circular, not stage. Probably it was probably just a room, but you never saw outside of the circle really. But they did so many different camera angles. They made every single person look good. And then they switched when appropriate and really gave you that really intimate feel that you probably wouldn't have even had if you had been on the on the barricade for the show. Yeah. Yeah, they did a great fucking job. And I heard yeah. that they made hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> I bet. I bet that. Now, did they have the same... 
did someone help them? Like they, someone's helping John Mess. How wild he is on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I made oh, that man. I made that joke. There is an episode. So right now we're recording this before the episode comes out, but this episode will come out after that. I actually had a conversation with Tom of Patient 67, which is an awesome metalcore uh-huh. group from Australia, and we were talking about that and I made the joke about John Mess where holy fuck, man, I have seen them live and he just and it was even I wouldn't say worse, it was almost exactly the same where he just stood in one place <laughs> and he's so talented like he's a great screamer oh my god yeah super talented but it's just really funny to see the difference in him and Tillian and him and almost any other vocalist where he just fucking stands there <laughs> like he stands there like he's like mad yeah like he's just he's yelling at the microphone and legitimately <laughs> not through the microphone but at the microphone like he's yep. mad at it yeah so yes I, it's, it's- I it's almost entertaining how how unenthusiastic he is. Actually, that was mostly what I was watching. I was listening yeah. I was listening for Tillian to hit all those high notes and then I was looking at him going, "Well, is he going to react to Tillian at all?" No, no he's not. Nope. So yeah, that was completely different. Spencer was I would say a little bit more flamboyant, you know, than yeah. than John was. Yeah. <laughs> But I would recommend, and I wonder, I mean, I hope Undro does something with this. It would be nice if they could charge a fee to download the, the you know, yeah. whatever event they wanted to do and make some more yeah. money from it. But they did a really, like, any band so far has not put in the amount of effort that they, and money too, that they put in to make that yeah. an experience. So I would definitely yep. say that. So if people can go check it out, I definitely would. I would love to see Define the Great Line as well. Yeah. That would be a big mm-hmm. one for me. Um, but then the next one I want to talk about, the last one I saw was Slaves. And now they also did Whiskey A Go-Go, so very similar to Black Veil Brides. So uh-huh. not the same setup, definitely not the same, uh, you know, like uh, I guess the way the camera was going around, nothing like that. But what I liked about that one was that one seemed more raw. It seemed uh-huh. not unrehearsed, but maybe it was because this was the first time that they were playing this new material in front of people. It just had something about it that felt more like a real show, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, hopefully, will it ever be posted anywhere, or is it posted anywhere? No, they did another... I mean, every every band so far basically has been saying, oh, you can watch it for either the next week or the next 48 hours from when it aired initially. Okay. But I think people are worried that people are going to take it and put it on YouTube. And I I totally understand (laughs) that. But it would be nice if these bands, after a certain amount of time, put that out for people to really check out. Because first of all, a lot of people are a little weary about paying for an online streaming, you know, live show. But the whole yeah. point is, if they put the time and effort into it, and you wouldn't be able to see this live, then why wouldn't you do it? It doesn't make any sense to me mm-hmm. why you wouldn't. Plus, yeah. you're supporting think, the yeah, artist, I, you know? Yeah. I think the best thing about it, like, there's a couple bands I would like to do this live stream. Because when I'm at their show, I can't it, – it's harder to, to hear just because of all the assholes. Yes. Um, and I would like to actually hear them and see, like – how how spot on is this guy you know like right. is the vocal vocal range the same as it was on the album and i i have yet those bands haven't came forward yet but i don't know if they will but that's something i 
I think I can really take away from these like live stream shows. Um, yeah. I think we mentioned the Don Broco one. Um, it was like the they were were they on like a Zoom call or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was I don't know if you watched it or not, but it was it was great. Like, yeah, no, it's fun. <laughs> that was that was awesome. Well, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about slaves later, so we can we can yep. move on. But I I don't know. I think Thursday is doing something for streaming later on this month. And I think a few other bands are as well. So my recommendation to everybody would be keep an eye out on your favorite artists. And if they're doing something like this, give it a chance because this is a way to support your favorite bands and then also get to see an experience that you may not be able to see again. Like I honestly do think though, if we go back to quote unquote normal, where we're going to shows again, it might be pretty cool if bands started to do this on a regular basis where they play yeah. a live show but also stream it professionally on the mm-hmm. web because why would you not want to give – like you can get money from people that you're not going to their location, to their market. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine like the money my Kim could bring in right now doing this? Oh, my God. Yeah, I honestly – I. I guess maybe they don't want to blow their load, you know, by by yeah, doing this. Yeah. But imagine, I can't imagine they wouldn't make over a million dollars. Oh, imagine the production value of theirs too. And that oh would be God. great too. Think about making almost a movie concert. Yep. Like how they cool would it. that be? Yeah, that that would be a band. I honestly, I think Creeper could do it. There's there's a few mm-hmm. other bands that I think would be really good at doing that. But now I do want to mention something about broadcasting or live streaming with a cost associated to if they're doing live shows where they're actually out touring. Mm-hmm. They probably would get a little worried that let's say they were in New York City and they were coming to Boston, Boston, and I was like, oh well, let me just buy the stream from New York. And then I can go ahead and do whatever I want on that day that they're here in Boston. So they would lose that that ticket mm-hmm. price, I guess. I don't think that would be as rampant as they think it would be. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Because I think people mm-hmm. still love to see live shows. But we also have to think, you know, is there going to be a cure for COVID? Is there going to be a vaccine for COVID? How are things going to get changed by the time bands are actually legitimately able to tour? And I'm not talking about fucking Fozzie playing a live show at Sturgis. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a whole nother story. But I would recommend to people that is a great way to support bands. Make sure you do that. And then a ton of them have so much special merch out too. Not only merch that they didn't get to sell from, you know, tours that got canceled, but also special merch just based on like Spirit Box and Crystal Lake have a yeah, collab. Right. Yeah. For for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. There's there's no reason but why wouldn't you want to get some of that merch? I know. Yep. Speaking of merch, man. Oh, go speaking ahead. Speaking of merch. Do it. You know, I've been trying to buy this all this Chiodo stuff that's been re-released. <laughs> and it is sold out so goddamn fast. Yep. Like, I, I they released uh, more today. I clicked the link. It's only been up for, I think, 12 minutes. All gone. Holy Fuck. shit. Do people still love Chiodos that much? They're gone. I mean, everything. Like Now, are you I, sure it wasn't just Craig buying it all? I know. <laughs> <laughs> all that drugs money, baby. Yep. King of, king of shit. Whatever the fuck <sighs> the name that single was. God. <laughs> oh, and I Man. love Chodos. I do. Oh, yeah. 
and used to love the yeah. band Drugs until that last fucking song. Until that last song. <laughs> and I don't consider that Drugs anyways. It's, it's not Drugs unless it's Matt Good. So. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's something everyone needs to listen to once. Yes. I, I certainly, I certainly agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's change the conversation here on Scene News. I need to talk about some idiots on Twitter because that's always a fun thing to go over. So, Dave, I had sent you this text of this uh, this tweet from some fucking mm-hmm. loser. And, wow, can you hear those people outside at all? Did you hear that? I, I cannot. Are they yelling at you? Yeah, well, there's a bunch of, like, kids playing. I, I thought I soundproofed this fucking studio. All right, anyways. All right. <laughs> what, uh, what ended up happening was I, I hate Twitter so much. And I actually start – I'm starting to really hate the scene. And I know that's going to piss people off a lot. But there are yeah. so many – shitty things going on and it's not just covid it didn't just it didn't just start with that but there are so many fucking losers out there and one of the people and somehow they get attention so i'm definitely not going to say the name of the person but Mm -hmm. i had sent you that that tweet and it was something about telling metalcore bands to stop doing quote-unquote regular standard metalcore and to add in different genres into your metalcore because that's the fucking smart brain move to do or some bullshit. And then there was another follow-up tweet where the person was like, I'm basically just telling people to stop doing metalcore because it's boring and it sucks. And (laughs) this person, I guess, is in the scene or something, but what audacity. Like, and, And this type of person gets attention and there were also people like agreeing with this person too. And it just felt, it sounded very strange to me because there are so many fucking bands that do metalcore so well that why would you have to add anything to a genre that's already good? Yeah, yeah. And that that type of, I don't know, that attitude is spreading. Like yes. you said, I'm starting to hate people for it. Yeah. Um, because that is almost the common, um, common theme now on uh, any type of anti-metalcore group or posting or someone who does change their sound a little bit and then they can go back and shit on metalcore music and yeah yeah it's a growing trend unfortunately and it's weird too because we've definitely talked for years about how when bands add in different genres to metalcore if they do it right we're completely fine with it it you know there's no problem first of all a band should be able to do whatever they want sound wise if they want to make a country fucking album then that's fine i don't have to fucking like it but they can go do it <laughs> if that's what they want i mean just think about what yeah. was what's the name of that shitty uh oh my god <laughs> that song i sent you <laughs> yes oh my god maddie mullins and wage war and who else was part of that project there was someone uh... else was it I prevail? <sighs> no, no, that would have been too easy. That sounds like something they would be involved with. Oh no, no, for sure. Any shitty garbage and I prevail have a hand in it somehow, for sure. But yep. <laughs> I don't think they happen to be a part of of that one. But that's I mean, that's what I mean. If you want to do that, that is fine. Like I don't have to like it, and I'm no longer going to support you. And maybe you think you didn't get money from me, but I guarantee you almost every band in the scene has gotten money from me in some ways. I mean, I buy merch, I go to live <laughs> shows, I promote people on the show, all that stuff leads to money. But either yeah. way, 
do what you want to do. That's completely fine. But this idea that you have to add something into metalcore to make it good or innovative or whatever you want to call it is fucking ridiculous. And we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but you're telling me that misery signals isn't good enough for your fucking ears? Like, please. Yeah. Please. Yeah. They're metalcore gods. Like, they come back after, what is it, seven years since their last album and 12 or 13 years from, you know, their original lineup. And they make this amazing straight-up metalcore album. You look at bands like Unearth, and you tell me that you can't like metalcore, that they have to add electronics into it or some other fucking bullshit. Like, if you do yeah. that well, completely fine. But don't tell fucking bands what to do. That's bullshit. No. But yeah, that's I'm a loser on Twitter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, next There's up, let's... I know, right? The next up, I want to skip the serious thing for a second and go to reaction videos because I've wanted to talk about this for a while. Uh-huh. So, Dave... What are your opinions on reaction videos? Now, I, there's one guy I do watch every now and then. Okay. Um, I won't plug him in here, but the uh, it it is very, especially if it's such an obscure um, genre. Listening to the first time, like one video was he was listening to uh, Stick Stickly for the first time. Sure. And it, it was because I mean that would be a an experience. I mean, to find someone that open-minded to other music would be hard in, hard in itself. Right. Um, I wish I knew someone cause I would probably, I would be really interested to see how they would react to certain bands like that. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's pretty good. Um, but then I've listened to other reaction videos and it, it's the, everything they, everything they hear they like. Yes. I don't really like that because I want to know if you don't like it, or because I know you don't like every one of these, there's no way, right? So well, how, it, it's both ways. How many times can you bug your eyes out, bang your head, and walk around the yeah. room like you're excited? Like I think that's I think that's my issue. Like the nice yeah. the nice thing about reaction videos is, like you said, sometimes you find like a funny one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's fine. Yeah. But then and then also it is promotion for the band. Like even if yeah. the person doesn't like it. It's still promotion for the band. So that is good. But I just find something so simple. I just find it incredibly boring. Like, yeah. I don't care what your opinion is on this music video. Like, I just, yeah, yeah. I can't care at all. But yeah. they're one of the most popular things right now, not just in the scene, but in other music genres as well. It's just surprising to me. I know people love visual stimulus. You know, I, I know people love it. But it just seems so incredibly lazy and boring. And you're, you're, it's so meta, too, because you're on YouTube watching someone watch something on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> and they're reacting, <laughs> and then like you're reacting. Video games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, look, I, I understand who wouldn't like Twitch, who wouldn't like yeah. going on there and playing video games and have people watch you. Like, that's fucking yeah. awesome. But I can't watch anybody play video games because I wouldn't watch you play video games if you were in my fucking apartment. <laughs> yeah. Like if Gerard Way showed up and was like, hey, dude, do you mind if I play video games in here? I'd be like, yeah, but I'm probably going to be in the other room. <laughs> I'd be like, you want a beer? That's fine. Like, go ahead, knock yourself out. But I really don't care. Yep. <laughs> 
So anyways, that was just a little, I just had a vent for a second because I don't get to do that that often. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is another thing where Twitter and social media don't understand the concept of context. And uh-huh. they like to say, okay, boomer, to anybody who might be a year or two older than them. So I wanted to talk about Scott Ian's take on backing tracks. And for anyone uh-huh. that doesn't know, Scott Ian is very popular for being in the band Anthrax. And I know you might go, okay, boomer, wow, you know a lot about old music. It's not that hard to look up a band and understand where they came from. And also, yeah. let's not forget, a band like Anthrax deserves some respect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there are yeah. bands that came before I Prevail. I just want to let people yeah. know that. There are, there are, like, so many that came before I yep. Prevail. But <laughs> I, I know that's tough for people to understand. But, so Scott Ian, so basically what he said was, he did an interview, I think it was with Metal Sucks, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I want to give them the right credit for it. I think it was them. Correct me if I'm wrong, please, and I apologize. But, so Scott Ian did this, basically a, a little part of an interview where he said something dumb. He said it should be like against the law, which obviously it can't be. But basically he was saying that a band should have to notify you before you buy a ticket to their live show, letting you know that they use backup you know, backup tracks or backing tracks, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> and now uh, it is funny. It is funny. But yeah. once again, the scene jumped on him and was like, okay, Boomer, like, oh, I, I know, you know, Anthrax only had guitars and all this kind of bullshit and whatever. But let's be quite honest about this. Dave, when you go to a live show, do you like it? when there are so many backing tracks and backing vocals that basically the band is lip syncing to their own music. Bring me the horizon. Yes. Uh, a, that's a very good one. Yep. That's the one. Um, oh, no, I've seen I it with enjoy more. that show. Exactly. That, that one's the one that like, right. Oh, I see stars as well. Oh they yeah. <laughs> both like, Oh my God. Like it's, it's, it's too much. Yes. And I think that's the point. Now, both of those bands never used to do that in the past. And now, mm-hmm. let's once again, let's show context. You completely understand that if a band doesn't have a violin player touring with them yeah. and they happen yeah. to have a string <laughs> section, then yes, yeah. for sure, go ahead, yeah. put that backing track yeah. in. Completely yeah. understood. But yep. what Scott Ian is talking about is, and I think he even brings up like Rob Zombie, that Rob Zombie has a lot of production in his albums. But when you go see him, he makes a stage presence and a, uh, uh, what do you want to call it, uh, a stage production based on uh-huh. not having those production elements there. Yeah. So he makes the music a little bit more punchy so that you're hearing what's actually happening on stage and not over-masking it with two other backing tracks with guitars on it. You know what I mean? That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. So yep. let's have that context in there. I, too, and I am not afraid to say this, I, too, appreciate when I pay money to go see a band live to actually hear the band play their music. I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't like pop music. So uh-huh. I don't go see Taylor Swift and Beyonce and whoever the fuck lip sync while they're dancing around the stage. That's not what I want to see. So I also don't want to see that from the bands in the scene that I pay a lot of money to see because I know a lot of these bands have talent. So I want to hear 
what they're able to do live. Because otherwise, why am I not just watching a music video at home? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't understand why people, I mean, I understand because it's the internet, it's the worst thing yeah, ever, yeah. and Twitter is a fucking cesspool. I, I totally get it. But, like, why can't people come out? Like, I think that's, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more, but it seems like this scene is now full of fucking sheep. Yeah. It's full of sheep and rubes. It's just, let's follow the leader. <laughs> and I don't even know who these leaders are. I don't know how they got popular. I don't know how all of a sudden they became gatekeepers of a scene that I was in and talking before they were anywhere close to this scene. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm not sure how they're gatekeepers for it, but apparently they are. But it is so strange that people would jump on this person that is trying to help the consumer, the fans out yeah. by saying that a band should have to tell you, oh yeah, there's going to be a lot of production here and you're not actually going to hear live music. <laughs> Sheep and rubes. I can't. <laughs> if that's not the title of this episode, don't uh, even upload it. Oh, believe me. Actually, that's good. Hey, isn't that like, I'm pretty sure if I have a catchphrase, it's sheeps and roots. I it's got to be sheeps and roots. Sheeps and roots. Not and it's in. You know, just a letter <laughs> in. Okay, I'll see if I can make that work. Sheeps and roots. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's just I don't think that's very hard to understand. The worst shows you can see live are the ones where they rely completely on backing tracks. And I'm not talking yeah. about, for instance, sometimes there are smaller bands where they go out on tour and for some reason their bassist got sick or whatever. And they have to have a backing track with that person's stuff. Completely yeah. understand that. That's that's not the point of this. A lot of this stems from not wanting to hear vocalists lip sync. That's that's yeah. one of the biggest yeah. things for sure. Is if you can't pull it off live, why are you doing it in studio? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, like I said, the thing Bring Me did that the worst. Like I, I could we couldn't hear him. Oh, it was awful. Like yeah, it was yeah. It was, it was so obvious and like, they don't, they had it turned down way too low and yes. it was really just a lot of light shows and a big screen behind them. That's yeah. really all you got. Because why else then why not stay home and watch lip sync battle? Yep. Lip sync battles <laughs> on TBS, like tune in on that. I can't personally, there's no talent to lip syncing. No. If you know the lyrics to a song, then you lip sync them. It's, it's not hard to do. So yep. I want to go and see the band sing. That's what I want. Um, and, you know, and same with, I, I would assume that if you go see a band that's only instruments, that they're not lip syncing their instruments. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyways, I wow. just want people to think for themselves a little bit. If you're in the scene and you like going to shows where they're basically lip syncing and playing backing tracks, then you already like pop music. So why don't you just go watch Taylor Swift? You could. You could. Well, it's very expensive, I hear. Yeah, yeah. If you can afford it. <laughs> yeah. If you can afford it, go see Taylor Swift. I think that's yep. our that's our main message here. I mean, if I if I do anything in life, it's promote Taylor Swift. So Yep. <laughs> oh man. All right. So uh, okay. I are you okay with going into something a little serious now? I know where it's going and I'm I'm ready. Okay. All right. So let's talk about something that once again is plaguing our scene, and that is the allegations of, I guess, sexual misconduct, however you are, yeah. sexual assault, you know, even worse, whatever you want to call it. So 
One of the big ones that has happened recently was the one with Josh of A Day to Remember. Now, once again, I must state these are allegations. So we're speaking based on the data that we have. That's, That's all you can really do. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't know, and you know, you can look up what the allegations are. There's something about, at least from what I hear, there is something about a something happening with at least one 16-year-old girl at the time. I think she's 24 yeah. now, something like that. And she made an allegation against Josh that he had had sex with her underage while her boyfriend was in the other room, something like that. So, mm-hmm. and apparently there are other allegations as well. You know, the uh, the website uh, you up or whatever. Remember uh-huh. that? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently there were other allegations then and there, whatever year it was. Now, a lot of people jumped on that right away. So I'm not going to go into the myriad of allegations against other people because we'd be here all night, unfortunately. But yeah. one of the things that a lot of people got very upset about was that I believe the allegations came out in June. Excuse me, sorry. Yeah. I believe the allegations came out in June, and then we didn't get a response until July something. It was very recent, like last week or something. And, yeah. and the response was from Josh, but no one else from A Day to Remember had commented on anything, and he hadn't commented until that very time. Now... There are people talking about like, oh, I want to go to Download Fest and throw things at a day to remember. You know, when other allegations came up, people would comment on those posts saying, well, now we got this guy, but when are we finally going to get something from Josh from a day to remember? Yeah. I think the strange thing is we came upon this. Now, I know we've had some in-depth conversations about this in the past, for sure, on, on these shows before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plenty of times. We were one of the first shows, if not the first show, to talk about Austin Carlisle. Austin Carlisle and um, Capsize. We, yes. we did, we did yes. that pretty quick, too. Yeah, because there are some things that are substantiated that have actual claims to them that you can, you know, I, I don't like to throw that stuff around normally because you can ruin someone's life. Yeah. Like you can. And it's not saying that the victim, that their life isn't ruined, but what if that victim isn't telling the truth? Yeah. And that has happened in a lot of cases. And it's not saying, once again, you have to preface, it's not saying that everyone who does that is lying. It's just, Dave, why would I trust anyone on the internet ever? Yeah, I know, right? You know, so they say always that you're supposed to believe the victim. But I don't believe anybody ever. So why would (laughs) – yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and you know, the only – one of – is one of the – what I'm most confident in, the um, the allegations that were made for Pierce the Veil were the Uh, most concrete. Yeah. And nothing – like that one you couldn't deny and nothing came from it. But all these other ones are so quick to just get shit canned. Yeah. which I mean, if if the, if if it happened, yeah, that, that's a certified dirt bag. But oh yeah, well, worse um, than that. I mean, if, if you're yeah, I mean, if you're a statutory rapist or if you're a rapist, yeah. like the story against the guy from I the Mighty was pretty yeah. brutal towards the end. Like at first, yeah, it, it just seemed like, oh, that guy's a dick. You know, oh shit, that that yeah. sucks that that girl had to deal with that. That's a dick move. But then what he actually did at the end of the story 
you're like, yeah, well, that is that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's tough. So that's and by the way, for the people that don't know the Pierce the Veil one, you know how people will they'll release their text messages or whatever. They'll release their they'll do screen grabs of their DMs or yeah, whatever yeah. as as proof. Believe it or not, I I, I don't know. I, I find that hard to believe sometimes because you can fake those. I'm not yeah, saying everyone I can does. Do that. I can make one right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's honestly it's not difficult. It's actually very easy to do. So that is that's a little tough. But then also that one had pictures and they were graphic. And the things about it was you could match up the tattoos. Yeah, yeah. That was the tough one there where it's really hard to say, oh, how can you defend that person when there's so much evidence? There's actual evidence. Yeah. And that's the tough part. That was over two years ago. Yeah. And look, they did kick him out of the band initially. But then yeah. when they didn't address it, they just kicked him out, but they didn't really say anything about it. Then yep. over time, people just forgot. And now he's back yeah. in the band. And you've got places like Alt Press, who, by the way, Alt Press took a huge beating. Oh my God. Yeah, yes, for the Austin Carlisle thing. A huge yep. fucking beating. And yeah. that's why, by the way, just to let everyone know, that's one of the reasons why I've always been against Alt Press. Because I know, dude, I had, and I don't know if I told you this or not. I may have. But I had a bunch of artists when I had first started out because, like I said, I've started before everybody with these, you know, seeing podcast shows and all that kind of stuff. I had artists tell me, hey, watch out. You shouldn't go against Alt Press because they're going to bury you. Like, they're going to, you know, that's not the way to get far in this scene and in, you know, getting your show big, however you want to say it. And I was like, I don't care. Why would I not stand up against a group that I know hides stuff like this and then also doesn't support the scene? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why? I'm yeah. always going to be like, it's been so great to see so many scene people now go against alt press. And what's really funny now is if you notice, alt press, even though I don't look at their stuff, sometimes people I follow, you know, will retweet their stuff for some reason. I don't know, but I'll mm -hmm. see it. They are doing way more stories now on actual smaller scene bands now. Yeah. And that's a direct, that is directly because they got caught. That's the no, only got, reason. Yeah. Only they got reason. Roasted. Yeah. Oh, they got destroyed. And I was hoping they go out of business. I was I hoping <laughs> because if you talk about, and look, I, like I said, I hate people losing their jobs normally, but all press yeah. is bad for the scene. They're, they're not good yeah. for the scene. So, <laughs> To see them and their sniveling sort of apology was fucking yeah. hilarious. It was <laughs> hilarious. So, anyways, oh man. man, I'm getting like I'm getting like parts here. I gotta take a. You know what I'm drinking right now? Ooh. A Molson Triple X. Oh man, super fancy. So, <laughs> all right, sorry. So, obviously, we're gonna make jokes and stuff because that's what we do on the show. This is a comedy show, not you know just serious stuff. But the thing that I want to talk to people about, though with these allegations is that a band doesn't owe you anything. What you have to understand, why Why would I believe, let's say I'm in a band, let's say I'm in a day to remember, mm -hmm. and I have no idea what Josh does because sure, you're probably as a band, you're probably like family, right? I couldn't tell yeah. you right now what my family is doing. Now I'm not <laughs> currently touring with them, but I also yeah. don't know everything my family does. When I lived with my parents, I did not know everything my parents and sisters and all that kind of stuff. I didn't know what they were doing 
at all times. Mm -hmm. So there is yeah. a possibility that you might know some things, but why is the assumption always that a band has to get rid of any member right away when allegations come out? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, aren't and you aren't you as an artist and as possibly a family going to believe the person in your band first before you yeah. you you some random Twitter person starts talking about it? Like it's it's weird. We live in a society now where everyone thinks that they deserve an answer right away. There yeah. needs to be yeah. action right away or something or a statement from the band or whatever. There doesn't. They don't owe no, you yeah. shit. <laughs> They owe you no. fucking nothing, and yeah. you're trying to take away their livelihood. Now, once again, if the action did happen, if someone did something so terrible, then yeah, sure, they deserve it. Absolutely. But yeah. we do know for a fact that not every single thing is true. Yeah, it's – I think there's a also a line between, you know, I mean, there's doing something illegal, but yeah. being – I mean – I've done dirtbag things. Yeah, Nothing you're illegal. a piece of shit. Yeah, I've done dirtbag <laughs> things. I mean, if I was in a band, I could get shit canned pretty easy, I think. I mean, I'm sure anyone could if you have dirt on someone. Well, it uh, sucks. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. you don't I mean, want to be a bad person. Yeah, like, you, you don't, but don't. everyone has something, you know? I mean, and if you're just, if it's not, a, wasn't illegal, like this person was just a dirtbag, I don't think it's a reason to, you know, destroy your keyboard typing out a, you know, a long story trying to ruin their career over. Right. Um, We've seen some of those before, and I'm, I'm oh, drawing yeah. I'm drawing a blank on all of them because there were so many. But they're definitely, I mean, take this for instance, and I don't even think this, I don't even think he was being a dirtbag necessarily, but you, you remember the story about Aziz Ansari, right? Uh, yes. He almost had his entire career ruined by a bad date. Yeah. Like literally that's all it was. If you read that story of the woman's account of how their date went, it was a yeah. bad date. But yeah. Aziz didn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, look, I've had girls that have done that to me. Yeah. And I haven't written a, a report to ruin their lives. Like, that's <laughs> that's what people have tried to do. Like, the amount – I could tell – believe me, I, I've, I've done some on the relationship show. But I have stories that I still haven't told that of women who have done – atrocities like i know that sounds weird and it sounds like i mean clickbaity but i could tell you some really terrible stories but i'm not looking to ruin their lives no no i'm not saying that these girls shouldn't or these women should not make these cases because a lot of them are justified for sure my whole thing is why aren't people once again looking at context and why does everyone think that someone owes them something I think that's because really, think about it this way, man. If you were caught in some type of allegation thing and you didn't do it, yeah, wouldn't you take all the precautions you possibly could to make sure that you were legally and morally and ethically covered yeah. before yeah. you did anything? So I'm yeah. sure, look, uh, my, my assumption is basically, let's just take Josh for an example. These pics, you know, and I don't, even, I don't even remember if there were pictures. I think it was a story in general. But the stories come out. Story or stories come out. Josh goes, what the fuck? He goes over yeah. and he talks to, you know, the bandmates. Let's say that's his first conversation. Or let's say his first conversation yeah. with his family. Who knows? So he, he talks to them. They go, well, what do you want to do? 
yeah. the best thing he could possibly do is not get on Twitter yeah. and go, these allegations are completely false. I would never do anything like this. Because even writing that, you're going to be seen as being wrong by people because you also probably have to put in there, oh, but always believe accusers and and this is the worst thing to happen to anybody. And I would never, you know what I mean? Like you always yeah, have yeah. to protect even if you're the one who's the victim. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So the that. best yeah. possible thing you can do is, especially with a big band like A Day to Remember, is talk to your fucking lawyers. And I'm sure the lawyer yeah. said, do not ever go on Twitter and acknowledge <laughs> this at all yeah. as a band, as a person, as anything. Never talk about this until I do all my research and we look back and we can either prove that you didn't do this or whatever it happens to be. And I'm not talking about a sly lawyer looking for a loophole. I'm talking about a legitimate, let's make sure you didn't do this. Let's make sure you weren't drunk and did something you weren't supposed to, whatever it happens to be. And then once we have all of our ducks in a row, you know, to be as cliche as possible, let's go ahead and put a statement out. And that's what happened is they probably waited and were trying to decide the best right time. They were looking and researching and trying to decide what to do. And then they put out a statement. But by the way, that statement got panned yeah. as well. And I'm not saying he's a fucking poet because I don't think on that kind of thing you're supposed to be. I think you should come out and say, my lawyers are looking into this. I didn't do this. So there you yeah, go. Yeah. Like, what else do I owe somebody? <laughs> Like, am I supposed to write? I I don't understand what people are expecting. But now, even with that and with everything, once there's an allegation there, a lot of people just automatically write off that band, that person, whatever it is. And that whole career could be completely ruined by something that isn't true. So I'm not not saying believe the bands. You know, uh, go ahead. I haven't said something too fucked up yet, so I I need to. um, (laughs) If you need to, if you have to edit, this would be the I'm time. I'm not fucking editing. Uh, I'm too tired. Good. Isn't it somewhat – I don't know. I want to I say – I don't think it's funny, but isn't it somewhat just like mind-boggling that no matter what allegations made toward Johnny Craig, he just keeps going? <laughs> like it dude, it doesn't matter what it is. Like Everyone's like, oh, yeah, but it's Johnny Craig. I mean, it's to be expected. Well, All there right, are moving people, on. Well, that's the thing. There are people – that in the scene are Teflon, basically. And it's yeah. not saying because, look, I got – dude, do you know my, how many death threats I got for having Johnny <laughs> Craig on the show? It was insane. It was insane. And this was a show where Johnny came on for a specific reason to talk about what yeah. happened with slaves, to talk about being addicted to drugs. And he cried on the show and apologized to people for his actions. That's what he did. It wasn't a glorification. Like, sure, I did tell him, I think he's an amazing vocalist. I think he's one of the best ever in our scene. Sure, you're glorifying him that way, I guess. But this is a person who legitimately was apologizing for his actions and stuff. Like, why why would I get death threats for wanting – like, I was pretty hard-hitting with that interview. (laughs) Yeah. But still, people wanted me dead because of that. And still to this day – there are still no actual police reports or evidence that Johnny no, Craig no. did any of that stuff besides the MacBook shit. Yep, the show goes on. Like it's just it's <laughs> it's so it's so crazy. And look, they just think about uh, Franz. Franz just went yeah, through oh his God. stuff, and then it just went right off of him. 
because <laughs> he has evidence and stuff. Like yeah, he, now, he has people that stand up for him. You can't just bring up Franz and then me not ask you if you <laughs> if you're watching his porn. So I want to so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I I was telling Nikki about the other day. I'm like, ah oh, man, look what he's like. He's got what he's a fucking porn. life, man. Like, what a life. I'm like, do you, did you? I got. I'm curious. She's like, no, I'm not very curious. <laughs> <laughs> I can't buy one of those OnlyFans thing. I just can't no, do it. No, like no, there are I so many women that I would want to see naked, but I just yeah. I don't know. I just can't bring myself to do that. <laughs> but dude, uh, by the way, so that that is a fun little thing. He put out. Did yeah. you see that that goofy video he put out with that porn star with the basketball? Yeah, the basketball. It was yeah. fucking hilarious. First of all, he looks like he can't <laughs> dribble. Like he's never played basketball in his life. That's also funny because yeah. Franz is like. I, I've met him a few times. Like he's a he's a built guy. Like I'm sure he can handle himself and stuff. You would yeah. think he'd be able to play some basketball or something. Yeah. He looked like he couldn't do that. But it was that goofy. They're standing there, him and a porn star. She's like, "Oh, if you can make this <laughs> shot, we can go fuck." And then he, yeah. she's like, "Oh, from the front yard." So they have all these cuts and edits where he goes to the front yard yeah. and he's like, "Let's see if this works out." And he just throws the basketball over the house. It cuts like three times and has yeah. no power as it's going through the hoop. For some reason, the physics of that is hilarious to me. That's what made it me is. laugh the most. And then when it goes in the hoop, you know that thing was shot from like two foot away. Exactly. That was so fucking awesome. And then she's like, oh my God. He's like, yeah, he's like celebrating because he gets to go fuck her. It would have been better if it was oh. a different basketball. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would actually have been very funny. Or a different girl at the end, too. Yeah. That would have been hilarious. So, anyways, I, I totally get it. I would say if anyone is listening to this show, what I would love to do is if you want to buy me an OnlyFans account for Franz, I would do movie reviews of his porn. I think that <laughs> would be extremely funny oh. and drive traffic to his channel. So I think that would actually work out perfectly. Yeah, I, I you have to create an account to even like look into it. You, oh yeah, like, does it? How much does it cost? Do I don't. Know? I honestly like, have not done that research. Okay, okay, I haven't either. But you know, you never know. I didn't know how f- much further you went into it. So. No, I just I don't <laughs> want to be tempted because believe yep. me, because I would also love to record his sound bites <laughs> from that and make a whole. Attila, like I did before. The Attila soundboard is still one of my favorites. So I I would love to do that again. But yeah, but good for him, man. Like, I I honestly, (laughs) he doesn't seem like a person that would do anything bad, bad. You know what I mean? And he was able to explain his situation and had backup from like the person's friend and all that kind of stuff. So it, you know, I hope he didn't do anything, but I hope no one does anything bad. Like, I don't want, I don't, it's not that I don't feel bad for any of these people. I just want people in the scene to understand, like, do you understand how life works? And do you understand that you could be ruining someone's life without evidence? Yeah. Yep. That's the crazy part to me. It's not trying to say the mute. Believe me, look, I hate I the Mighty. I hate them. <laughs> But do you think do you think I celebrated though? You know what I mean. I didn't celebrate yeah. that now they're never no. going to make music again. It's the same as no. when the uh, when the allegations came out against Bradley of Emerosa. Yeah. I didn't celebrate. I think that sucks. Like I don't want anybody to be hurt by anybody. But I still think that people should have evidence before a person or a band's career 
is completely ruined. Yep, pretty much. I mean, all, with all these popping up, you, I just, I'm nervous sometimes to get on social media and just see one of my favorites be taken down, you know, because they were dirt bags. True. You know? Now there's another. Yeah. I, I here's another thing I want to get into. So I don't. Yeah. I don't want to say their name because obviously I don't want to give them any credit or any promotion, but I have to talk about this and I know people are going to get pissed, but I have to. There's a mm-hmm. new scene thing that is happening. It's, I don't know, it's some organization or something and I'm not going to say their name, but yeah. they have been trying what I feel is that they're trying to get attention for themselves and somehow get power in the scene by making bands sign a pledge. Yeah. Have you yep. seen that? Yeah, I have. All right. So I got very, like, I got so many deuce chills when I saw this because. <laughs> <laughs> so have you ever watched the show Silicon Valley? Uh, no. So Silicon Valley, not. it's like five or six seasons long. It's on HBO. It's a, it's a funny, awkward tech show, you know, a lot of very awkward comedy and stuff. And, one of the things that ended up happening later on in the seasons was an antagonist to the protagonist. They He created uh, a company or a, a group that was to – so everything takes place obviously in Silicon Valley. So it's all those startups and Google and all that kind of stuff. And basically this person made a, a group that would somehow have power to make sure that these companies would be ethical. And uh-huh. the yeah. problem is, where does that authority come from to be ethical, where we already have antitrust, we already have police, we already have the FBI, we have all these things to try and keep people in check and act morally and ethically, but this person wanted attention and power, so he created this fake group that would make these large companies sign this pledge to not do anything that would be considered unethical. So it's just, it's basically a scam. It's a scam because why would you give that person any power when you're already supposed to be ethical? Yeah, 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 I see what you mean, yeah. So this group is basically doing the exact same thing. So they have this pledge that they've been sending around, and I don't know if it's over now or not, but this this is what the pledge is. So you have to sign this and send it in. (laughs) So number one, refuse to participate in any discriminatory or intolerant speech or behavior, including, but not limited to, sexism, racism, homophobia, transphobia, anti-Semitism, and Islamophobia. Ooh. Isn't that weird? Aren't there more phobias, too, that you would want to cover? Or are other ones okay? Nah, others are all right. Okay, I was just checking. Two, yep. not engage in any non-consexual, sorry, non-consexual, non-consensual <laughs> sexual behavior. Huh. Three, educate ourselves on consent and power imbalances. Yeah. Number four, ensure everyone we take on tour is given respect and treated as equals. So obviously, the coffee guy could get up on stage and be the vocalist. If we wanted to, yep, because you know, equality. Number five might be better than a couple of them. Oh, I prevail. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know, man. This is inflammatory, so I'm not sure. I signed this pledge, so I'm not sure if I can say that stuff anymore. <laughs> Number five, speak out 
if we witness predatory or discriminatory actions taking place. Uh. Number six, listen to believe and protect victims. Hmm. Number seven, take accountability for our actions and to apologize if we have caused harm. Number eight, hold everyone in our crew to these same standards. Number nine, always continuing, sorry, always continue educating ourselves on how to become better allies. Hmm. That is the pledge. Yeah. As I see, I mean, I, I think that's it. I don't know. I, I just, I did my well, research. It sounds like you're signing something to go to youth camp. Like, what is this? Why would I give these people, because here's the deal. Here's what everyone has to understand. A group like this doesn't have any power unless you give them power. Yeah, so yeah. why would you give them power when legitimately everything on that list is things that good people should be doing anyways, but also some of that stuff will get your careers ruined anyways. So yeah. what does it matter if you sign this pledge? Because these people have no way of doing anything to you. Like, for instance, what, what happens if a band signs that and then someone accuses them of doing something that isn't provable? Yeah. Like, what, what's the recourse? What is the consequence of this action? <laughs> Yeah, or is it the opposite? Well, I couldn't have done it. I signed this pledge, so you must got you must have the wrong guy. Yeah, you're obviously lying about it. You know, obviously, yeah, I signed the pledge. <laughs> and this is also a group that I've seen. So the unfortunate part is sometimes I follow people that like this kind of shit. Yeah. So I see it. So if you're asking like, why haven't you muted this or blocked? It's because of other people. I try not yeah. to believe me. I mute probably thousands of people on a regular basis. And that's not an exaggeration. But I still do try when I know people or, you know, things are happening in the scene and I do want to hear what they are, I'm not going to mute them or block them. So I see this stuff come up. This is also a group who has done stuff on triggers for people and talk about how you should have to do warnings on like almost all of your stuff yeah. Because even if people put trigger words in the um you can basically mute trigger words on on Twitter and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't mute all of them. So they were saying like you have to apologize to people before you do like you have to warn people. It's like when did we become such a weak fucking society? Yes. Everyone has triggers. Everyone has stuff that reminds them of something else. That's what's called living life is. Yeah, yeah. Do you think? Do you think the creepy, the creepy uh, guy who land, who loads up the the band gear, he's like, man, I was really looking forward to those sixteen year olds in Phoenix, but ah, I signed that pledge and <laughs> can't do it now. <laughs> like, like what oh the hell? <laughs> I hope that you know what. I hope every band signs that pledge now. <laughs> I hope I hope every crew member everything because if it stops something like that, I am okay with it. <laughs> Once again, man, it's sheeps and rubes. Yep, sheeps and rubes. Like, I would legitimately have one of the people from this group on the show. Yeah. And do an interview, do a conversation with them. But I don't want to tear apart their entire fabrication of life. There is no one on that, on that group that is anywhere near intelligent enough to be able to put that whole thing out there for people to believe it. There's no way that they could come on. I would have so many holes in everything that they do <laughs> that they would walk away crying. 
I would ruin their life. They make you sign a pledge before they yeah. <laughs> before they came on the show. You can't ask us anything that we don't understand. You can't use any big <laughs> words. Like <laughs> just <laughs> over five letters, don't use it. <laughs> oh, then hey, that leaves cunt. I can still say cunt. <laughs> uh. It's so weird to me, man. It's all sheeps and rubes. I I just don't yeah. understand. I totally get. There's something called P. Um, sorry. Wow. Why? Why did I just blank on that? Wow. Maybe I'm the stupid one. PTSD. <laughs> I almost said PSDT. <laughs> PTSD. There's something serious when someone goes through a, an extremely traumatic event, and yeah. a lot of it's you know based on being in the military or going through unfortunately sexual assaults, things like that, and. It is awful, but the world isn't sanitized for you. It's just, it's not. And I know that hurts people. I know everyone thinks the whole fucking world revolves around them, but that is just simply not the case. It's not about you. So you have to deal with things because everyone else is dealing with things as well. You're not special. I know people love to think they're like, oh, your mom and dad or whatever said you're fucking special. You're not. Yeah. And I'm not the first person yeah. to say that. I know that's someone's famous comedy <laughs> bit too. So I'm trying not to yeah. rip that off, but yeah. you're, you're not fucking special. So yep. I have a lot of traumatic things that have happened in my life, but I would never tell someone you can't talk about this because I'm feeling this way. It, it's yep. just not something that would ever cross my mind. And I know it's yep. the same for you too. <laughs> it's just, I, I'm so blown away that we live in a society yeah, that yeah. treats people like this. Yeah, this just happened. A, I don't know, two two or three days ago. Um, you know, I was ta- I was talking to Nikki about it. I'm like, hey, I know every parent says their kid how brilliant they are, um, and how smart they are. Um, I want you to know that they aren't all brilliant. You know, we have five. I can tell you which one's most brilliant. I can tell you which one's maybe not the sharpest. He. He makes up for it in different ways, or she makes up for it in different ways. I like how you not covered that. Every yeah. person <laughs> is brilliant. Like yes. it's, it's my kid. Just oh, he's just so smart. Well, he's probably not. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I know. I it's so weird. You don't. I, I don't know, man. I don't know what happened. I don't know yep. when the turning point was. Maybe it was when we really focused on bullying. Maybe that's yeah, that's yeah. the case. You know. But guess what, man. We, we talk about, you know, we talk about cancel society and cancel culture and stuff. You know, with all these people with allegations against them, how is Burt McCracken still going? Oh, he's still going too, He's still man. going. But yet you can look up and see the evidence of the horrible things that he's done. And yes, I'm yeah. not talking about sexual assaults that I know of. I'm not talking about he anything like that. He put out a horrible thing called The Canyon a couple years back. Oh, my that God. Really... What about, and by the way, <laughs> that last album fucking sucked too. Let's, oh let's be quite honest yeah. about that. Now I know Nikki loves the. Yeah, use, no, no, but... no, 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 no. She's she's off the train. She's off of it. Oh, okay. Phew. Phew. I think that's why they haven't canceled him because I don't. I think he canceled himself. I don't know, know man. A lot of people like that he, album. Did he put out music? Yeah. Well, some people said some people said that that last album was like their old stuff, and I was like, oh, in what way have you not listened yeah. to their old stuff? Like, is the old yeah. stuff the canyon to you? Like, it's certainly not in Love and Death, and it's certainly not the self-titled. That's for sure. It's not um, even artwork, for fuck's sake. Was that album Was that album this year? Uh, oh, wait. Was it? Or was it the beginning or the end of last? No, it might have been the beginning of this year. Okay. I hope it was, because there's a song on that album. 
that is going to win the worst song of the year. So yes, uh, I think just, I know. Just taking about. note of that. Oh yeah, we'll we'll be talking about that for sure. But for everyone else who's <laughs> listening, go look up Burt McCracken and look up the horrible things that he's done to his bandmates. Just look it up. It's there. Yeah. The evidence is there, and yet somehow he's not canceled. So there is there no. is one thing that I want to mention, and I know a lot of people they won't they won't believe me because I. As a as a man, you may not believe me, but I have, and I think I I don't know I don't think I've talked about this on the relationship show, but I think this came up before on one of the shows I've done the last seven plus years or whatever. But yeah. I have dated women who have been unfortunately victims of sexual assault, of rape, of terrible terrible things. And before anyone makes a terrible joke, that was before I dated them. So I'm just gonna put that yeah. out there. Um, I yep. know that's where you're going, Dave. But hey, I, I figured I'd I get <laughs> stop that one at the pass. But yep. I remember I remember them talking to me about it because you know it's one of the reasons why I love doing podcasts and love interviewing people is because I get to hear other people's thoughts and opinions, and they don't always have to be my own. Like that's why I would still enjoy having a member of that group come on the show because I would like to hear other people's opinions, even if they're diluted. Mm-hmm. I, I still yeah. like hearing it, but I had talked to these women, you know, we had had in-depth conversations about what they had gone through in the past, and one of them had had such a profound effect on me where she had she had gotten mad at me yeah, because I had said, and not, you know, I wasn't making jokes or anything, it wasn't anything like that. I had said, I'm very sorry, you know, I was listening, I'm just like, I'm very sorry that that happened to you, that's awful, you know, the the kind of comforting things you would think you would say to somebody. And she had said, look, I appreciate that that you think it's horrible, that all this stuff, and it is bad. She's like, being raped is not a good thing, you know. But she told me that she hated that so many people made it seem like, like it was worse than death. Oh, uh, yeah. She goes... It's an it's an awful thing to happen, but what you have to explain to people is you, especially ones that have gone through rape, whatever gender they are, it doesn't matter. Rape is is rape. You don't want to tell people that it's the worst thing because it's not worse than losing your life. It's not worse yeah. than some other things that can happen to you. It's an awful thing to happen, but if you're going to continue this this depression, this this horrible you know, living with this thing instead of getting over it, that's the worst thing you can do is make a person think that they've gone through the worst thing that can possibly happen to them because it's not true. And I always, I always kept that kind of close because at that time I hadn't experienced anything like that. And Mm -hmm. it was something, it was something interesting to try and understand and wrap your head around because Obviously, people do say it's the worst thing that can possibly happen to you. Oh, you're so weak. You had to go through that. Oh, let me help you. Let me get you through this. And she was basically saying that you're stronger for going through something, not weaker for going through it. And you shouldn't be treating people like they're weak because something like that happened to them. And I know I'm not doing that as much justice as it deserves. Like, I wish I had her recorded what she what she yeah, had yeah. said i wish i could have her on i mean we we broke up unfortunately but it is something that happens and uh it would be interesting to to talk about that but i always thought that was really interesting and i've kept that because 
a lot of people out there, they don't know people who have gone through that kind of stuff. They, you know what I yeah. mean? They're always talking like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. So let me jump on and ruin this person's career because that's the right thing to do. But they, they've never met somebody who's yeah, actually yeah, been yeah. through it. You know what I mean? So I would prefer to listen to that person than listening to some weirdo on the internet. Yeah. The internet's full of them. It really is. So I don't, I don't know if we got our points across on that, but it's just, it's just one of those things where I don't know. It's uh, this scene is full of sheeps and rubes. And even though yep. the name of the episode, you know, of, of this show, Ian hates the scene isn't true. It's getting there. It's totally really getting is. there, man. I, I love the music, but I hate so much about what's been going on. It didn't used to be like this. And you can say, okay, boomer, you can say all that bullshit if you want to. I'm smarter than most of the people that are out there. So I'm, that doesn't bother me. I know more about music than pretty much most all the podcasts that are out there about this music. And mm -hmm. it doesn't hurt me for them to think that I don't know what I'm talking about, like that it is what it is. But there was a time where this scene was about being unique. There was a time yeah. when alt-press was covering bands that needed coverage. There was a time where everyone wasn't wearing the same band shirt and everyone didn't have the same opinion and didn't kowtow over the same fucking bands all the time. Yep. Yeah. I was at the... I probably joined in at the tail end of that era. I think, I mean, as a rise of social media, you know, took over, that's when we've gone down the shit can. Yeah, man. It, it honestly, it has. And I still love the music and I have yeah. met, I have met some very cool people for sure. I definitely have. But nine, once again, I know it's cliche, but 99% of all that shit is absolute garbage. Yep. It is. So yeah. we're here to say, think for yourself, people. Think for yourself. Be part of the or scene. At least try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be be your own part of the scene. Yeah. You can be part yeah. of a group but still be unique. Be that if you can. Yeah. Be that. Be that. Be that. All right. So moving on, I think I think we covered everything we wanted to there, right? Oh yeah. We can probably in the future even do more in-depth conversations about that stuff. But I just want to put that stuff out there for now. Mm -hmm. I want every single one of you to know that I am truly sorry from the bottom of my heart. So alright.